Welcome to Restaurant Influencers presented by Entrepreneur. My name is Sean Walchef, founder of Cali Barbecue and Cali Barbecue Media. Want to say a special shout out to Toast, our presenting sponsor for believing in storytelling, for giving us the opportunity. They power all of our barbecue restaurants here in San Diego, and they give us the opportunity to have incredible conversations like the conversation we're going to have today in life in the restaurant business and in the new creator economy, we learn through lessons and stories. Today, we have a very special guest. We have Ford Fry. He is the CEO and founder of Rocket Farm Restaurants. You know his concepts, Super Rica. That's the Tex-Mex concept. They also have a new concept called Little Ray. He's published cookbooks. He's been James Beard, a semifinalist, multiple times. Um, he's won all the awards, and he is uh, an incredible restaurateur. We're honored to have you on the show. Chef Ford Fry, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. Where in the world is your favorite stadium, stage, or venue? Uh... I guess just outside Denver, Red Rocks. Red Rocks. Ooh, Red you know. Rocks, one of my favorite live music venues. Well, I uh, I love the fact that you said Red Rocks. I, I went to school in Boulder, huge fan of Red Rocks. There and uh, one of the things that we want to do is improve the the restaurant hospitality conference scene. So we want to bring people, people that listen to this show, uh, you know, we're so fortunate that Entrepreneur helps us reach millions of fans all over the globe, but uh, people that are playing the game within the game, people that really want to be more than just a restaurant. It takes so much time and effort and blood, sweat, and tears to get into this business, but to grow the way that you've grown, uh, we want people to learn from you. So I'm going to put you on center stage at Red Rocks. I'm going to give you two minutes. I know you uh, you launched your first restaurant in 2007, and now here yeah. we are in 2023. I want you to take two minutes and tell me, when we look back 15 years from now, what are you going to have accomplished on top of what you've already accomplished 15 years into the future? When, so when you listen to this, this show on the internet, I'm going to say, well, did I think big enough or did I not think big enough? So 15 years from now is what you're saying? 15 years from now. What oh, is... Gosh. <laughs> what, what 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 will it have looked like? What will it look like? Wow, you know, I would say at some point I'd be uh, stepped aside, um, working even more with my brain than my hands, um, as far as it, but um, probably helping other people. Like I, I want it to look like I, I want to help others kind of get and do the thing that I have done because. Um, I'm in a really great place now where um, we have too many people doing all the stuff that I don't want to do and some of the stuff that I do want to do, but we have people doing it, so I don't really do it. Um, so I kind of, you know, I love, I mean, I'm just always been a dreamer, so I want to be dreaming more stuff. And then I want to help uh, if there's others, younger people who want to do it, I want to help them because uh, there's nothing more like when someone reaches out to me on Instagram or whatever. Hey, I want to do this. Do you have like five minutes? You know, I just want to do a lot of that, you know, and if that's a, if that's creating more businesses or more restaurants or more dining experiences, then that's that's what I hope to see. You know, I hope to see that I'm I've turned into someone uh, who helps others like others have helped me along the way. Love that. Now, uh, can you give the audience an idea of the breadth of, uh, of what the restaurant group encompasses? Yeah, so uh, I started in 2007 um, with one restaurant and didn't really have, uh, 
I mean, I knew I wanted to do more, uh, but didn't really have a clear vision of what that really looked like at that point in time. And a few years into that, I was really inspired by other chefs in town who were my friends and hey, how can I help them with um, access to capital or access to uh, kind of the business wherewithal because I knew they were great chefs, um, but getting them into their own restaurants and starting to, you know, so originally it was like, let's, let's hire a chef and let's partner with them. You know, we've only really done a true partnership with one chef, but um, it kind of started off like that. And uh, 24 restaurants later, we're kind of a split company. I'd say like half of us is, you know, we did a big run of, I call them chef driven, you know, one-off restaurants where they were just restaurants I wanted in Atlanta or Houston or Nashville or wherever um, that I wanted to go eat at. And, and then, but growing up in Texas, I always loved Tex-Mex, you know, it just, I didn't call it Tex-Mex. We called it Mexican food, but it's really Tex-Mex. And that's what I grew up eating at once or twice a week. So, but living in Atlanta in the South, there, just, there wasn't that Tex-Mex that I was uh, accustomed to going to as a kid. So uh, a location came available that was perfect for it. And that was that. And then all of a sudden everyone really liked it. Hey, we need this in our neighborhood. So, so we're split between the Super Rica and Little Ray now, which we can talk about that at some point. And then, uh, and then these one-off restaurants, anything from the Optimist, which was a restaurant that really put, I would say, got us nationally recognized. Um, and that's kind of our big seafood oyster bar type thing, you know, and up to even Marcel, which is our super expensive uh, Frenchy steakhouse. So, so there's a groups of, you know, I don't know, 10 or so chef-driven restaurants that are kind of all one-offs. And then there's the Super Ricas, which are more growth vehicles. And so that's us. there's uh, on your website, it's one of the coolest things that I've ever seen. And, you know, we've been fortunate to be doing this, this podcasting long form storytelling for a long time since 2017. Um, but on your website, you, you have a music menu, a Spotify music <laughs> menu. Yeah. Can yeah. you, uh, can you tell me about how music's played a role in, in the, the concepts that you create? Yeah, it, it, they started off with me making the playlists for at least the first three restaurants. So I had to sit down and make these playlists. And uh, the playlists were things that I wanted to evoke people into. Uh, I wanted to kind of transform them into a place, not necessarily Disney, but there's probably a lot more humor in certain things, like from The Optimist. You know, I wanted to have like, elements of the beach boys and maybe a little reggae vibe and you know just to make you feel like you're on vacation and and you you don't have to worry about the rest of the world so i want people to think of the music as um wow that was thoughtful you know but what happened was uh, you know the servers are hearing the same list over and over and <laughs> over and they're like hey can you change it i'm like oh i'm too busy you know so now we have we have actually a a guy in-house who does all our music updates at all um you know his his brain for more music is way bigger than mine so you know a lot of times I still go into restaurants and I'm like hey this is this is not right just erase it all and let's start over going a whole new different uh vibe or something you know sometimes you just don't know what vibe is right until you're in there eating 
and it feels right, you know? So it's huge. I mean, I play guitar and, you know, I was in a band in, in high school and, and I love music. So, um, you know, for me, the, that's, that's a big part of the experience. And now a quick break from restaurant influencers to share an exciting new offer from our sponsor, Atmosphere TV. Go to atmosphere.tv forward slash BBQ to not only get Atmosphere TV for free, but also our audience is given the gift of $200 in ad credits, as well as free activation. Join more than 40,000 other venues who use Atmosphere TV by signing up with the code BBQ at atmosphere.tv forward slash BBQ. Keep guests entertained with Atmosphere TV because you have the ability to turn your promotions and your advertisements onto your television with this platform. The simple plug and play device lets you take control of the content on your screens. Keep guests entertained, engaged, and informed of real-time specials, career opportunities, and announcements that you can personalize within your own custom content dashboard. Tap into great channels such as America's Funniest Home Videos, Fashion, Throttle, Chive TV, Sports Highlights, Red Bull, Real Madrid, along with unbiased news and entertainment. There is something for everyone. Over 60 curated channels of short form, entertaining content to choose from right at your fingertips. They also have an incredible ad supported network that allows you to not only market within your four walls, but also locally or nationally if you desire. The platform gives you full control to dial in your marketing efforts. Please go and visit atmosphere.tv slash BBQ and let them know restaurant influencers sent you. When uh, one of one of the guests, previous guests on the show, Matt Plapp, he uh, he was speaking with Guy Fieri and Guy Fieri was okay. talking about we were t they were talking about storytelling and why it's so important for restaurant owners to tell their story. And what Guy said was, you know, music sounds different when you understand the journey that a band has been on. Mm. And when you bring that into food and you bring that into the hospitality business, you know, I love the fact that you lead with music, that it's such an important integrate. I mean, the fact that you have someone on your team that's literally yeah. responsible. <laughs> I can't wait to get to that point. Um, <laughs> but can you can you bring us into into the craft, the craft of creating these concepts and, you know, creating that yeah. energy? Does that do you have a concept like your first your second concept? Because the, the first one's always the baby, but the second concept, <laughs> can you bring us yeah. to the second concept, you know, bring us to that story? Yeah, yeah, that story was um, basically a location came available to me by a by a landlord, and it was in Decatur, which is on the opposite side of town as my first restaurant. And um, a friend of mine, Drew Belin, was is a super talented chef, and I knew he was looking at uh, starting his own restaurant and getting into his own restaurant. So, um when the, when this came available, I said, Hey, do you want to partner on this one? You know, do you want to throw some money in? Because I think, I think Decatur, I looked at the city of Decatur and I'm like, you know, it's really dry. It's really doesn't have Italian food. It doesn't have it. It was missing that I thought, you know? And so that was important for me is like, don't go into a, a, a restaurant saying, Hey, I'm just going to cook my food, no matter what restaurants are around me no and people are going to come it's more about hey what is the what does the community need what does the community want so that was what i kind of came up with and i knew drew kind of had that california italian style to him 
So I'm like, Drew, let's do this, you know? So Drew threw in some money and we got it going. So it's number 246. And number 246 was the historic lot number for where the restaurant is. And and that's what it is. It's a, you know, I had a tiny kitchen, uh, wood-burning pizza oven. Um, that was that was back in the time, I'd say it's about 11 years ago, where people were, restaurants were very hyper-focused on regional Italian. Like, no, I want to do... Uh, Roman food, or I want to do, um, you know, Ligurian food, or something like that, and 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 critics were looking for us to do that, and but that wasn't what it was. What it was was California Italian, you know, it was a ta- which I, which to me means Calif- Italian techniques using local farmed ingredients. Because back then, if it seemed like California was kind of leading the way when it comes to the old farm to table, which we don't really say that anymore. We just do it, you know. Yeah. Um, and that's how Drew cooked. So it was just, hey, whatever comes in the back door, we we treat it simply, and um, and that's pretty much where that one came from. That was the story of that one. Do you have any uh, restaurant tours that are mentors to you that helped you along your way? I, you know, most of it is just me watching and researching, um, and you know, I don't want to. I'll speak to someone, you know, I can't, I can't speak to his personal life, but uh, Mario Vitale, I looked at what he was doing and I saw him doing that. I saw him helping uh, other people get the, get into restaurants and letting them run with it, you know, or, um, and that really spoke to me, the music side. He, he also, I mean, what he was doing also spoke to me from a music side. Cause I remember we went to, Baba one time this was before I even started my first restaurant and was sitting in the bar and my first thought would be is okay he's going to be playing Italian music or something you know real Disney and it was like U2 war album no I'm way. like wow that is like real I'm like and that was the era of like hey let's let's just shake it up a little bit. Let's, let's just play the music we want to play. And the music was an expression of the chef and what the chef liked. So we, we definitely went down that path for a while. Now the pendulum has kind of turned and I'm looking to be a little more thematic because I think it's more fun, but, you know, but I think times change, but he was one that just was doing that stuff and his restaurants were really good. His food was really good. Um, so from a restaurant and then so a lot of them New York uh you know we would travel to San Francisco and um real restaurants was now I'm dating myself but real restaurants was um based out of San Francisco and Napa and what I learned from them was just humor there was always like some sort of humor in the menu like just made uh whatever or you know as opposed to homemade or house made it was like just made you know so you just made it exactly you know um you know they had like uh what's the what was the um the diner like fog city diner and then there's trevina in napa you know and um it was just those big restaurants like that i thought those were really Again, I'm dating myself, but that was a while ago. That was 20 years ago or so. Um, those are the guys, those are the ones that are that were inspiring to me back in the day, kind of set kind of how I like to do things. Out of all the concepts that you've created, which one was the most challenging and why? Hmm, I would say King and Duke, which is our 
one, two, fourth restaurant, which was based off of all wood burning hearth. Um, I had different three levels of kitchens. Um, that was been the most difficult because uh, the guests didn't understand their, their, you know, it's in kind of the book at the main area of Atlanta and everyone's kind of like, well, what is it? Is it Italian? Is it French? Is it, what is this? And it's like, no, it's none of those. It's, it's, it's food cooked off a wood burning hearth. And that's just what it is. And uh, that one's been just difficult to execute um, out of. Um, like right now I see people that are cooking off wood burning hearths. There's a lot of sous vide going on beforehand. And then they just kind of throw it on the wood burning hearth and then it goes out. Well, you know, we're not doing that. You know what I mean? So we're cooking more fully on everything is cooked on wood. Um, so it just was difficult with staffs and keep training new staff how to cook over wood and manage your fire and all that. So that's been the most difficult one for me. Have you had any pushback as you've been growing your concepts from people that said, why are you making it so hard on yourself? It's not how, this is not how you can, you can scale. You have such a gift. No, not really. I think the pushback we got was, ah, uh, you know, I don't know. Some people were just, I don't know if it's just a hater, uh, but they would just say, <laughs> Ford's growing too fast or slow down, you know what I mean, dude, or whatever, that kind of stuff. And then the media, you know, you get like, like the first restaurant, you're the underdog and the, the, the critics love you. And then once you start, once you start being a, uh, making money or whatever, getting bigger or appearing to make money, you know, honestly, um, you know what I mean? Don't tell like, them the secrets. Uh, exactly. Exactly. They're like, okay, who's going to be the first to take him down? You know what I mean? Yeah. And then it just comes this takedown mentality. And it's like, Hey, I'm, I'm sorry, you were bullied as a kid. And now you're trying to get your voice out there. But, you know, yeah. just call it the way it is, you know. And I do, I look back upon that. But as far as like, I was very thankful, you know, as an underdog and how the media treated me as an underdog. I mean, it. I wouldn't be here today if I didn't have a great review out of the first restaurant. It probably would have tanked. And then, you know, I would have been working for someone else, which, you know, who knows, maybe he's selling produce or something so well it's sorry it's, <laughs> sorry no no. Produce. <laughs> no i mean we we need people to help us sell produce but we also need help yeah. with storytelling i mean that's one of the reasons yeah. why we started this show is you know for me as a restaurant owner i didn't have anyone coming i mean literally we created our own media company because i realized that no matter yeah. how good a barbecue we made how great our hospitality was no one was coming to tell our story and um, yeah. For me, I'd love for you to talk about the relationship with the media. I mean, as somebody that is a James Beard Award semifinalist for Outstanding Restaurant Tour 2013, 2014, 2015, 2016, and 2017, can they give you the award already or are you just going to keep, keep, <laughs> keep becoming the semifinalist? No, I don't know. I, you know, that was one. Speaking of media, that is, uh, I would say it's probably the most. I would say our best food critic in Atlanta who was on that board and she was on the James Beard board and she was the one who kept nominating me for this. Now that she's off the board, I've fallen off the, the nomination <laughs> list. You know what I mean? But she is one that I can have a conversation with and she's like, Ford, don't, don't change your menu based upon what I say, change your menu based upon what, guests your guests say and I'm like okay you know and we have a relationship where we can talk about things you know we can talk about where 
if I think she may be wrong on something or if I think she's right on something, you know, um, and for the most part, I listen to what everyone says and, and really try to understand um, if something is going wrong and take it, take it seriously. Um, but um, I don't know what the question was, but that's where uh, that is. I do have open lines to media and, uh, you know, and I'll talk to the ones that, uh, and thank them, you know, it's like, Hey, you know, for, cause it's a lot of times it's been really good feedback. Say we got two stars out of four stars. I'm like, Oh, I don't really like that. But I look at it and say, okay, that doesn't really matter as long as I can take what it is and learn from it and move forward and get better. Um, now, if something's unfounded, like, you know, the whole, when you've got someone who's more in a takedown mode, then, yep. okay, you know what I mean? That doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? So. So as somebody that opened their first restaurant in 2007, we opened our first restaurant in 2008. And one of the yeah. things I, I talk about frequently is the first iPhone came out in 2007. So much <laughs> technology has happened literally as we've been building our restaurants and as we've been getting on Facebook, getting on Instagram, how has technology yeah. played a role um, in your restaurants as you guys have expanded? Man, it, it, I mean, it's huge. We have a whole, I mean, we have a department of one, two, three people who are dedicated to um, that. I mean, it's just grown over the years. I mean, from getting, you know, content and getting photos, um, actually communicating with guests. I like, I think, what's the hard deal? Why do you need three people? It's like, just take a picture and post it. It's easy. I do it, you know? And it's like, no, it's everyone saying, Hey, what's your menu? Uh, okay. That's what a website is for. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, there's a lot of, or, or, Hey, I left my credit card. So people use that as their direct line of communication to the restaurant anymore. They rarely, they don't call the restaurant like they do. So, um, to me, it was huge because I remember like, as, but this was, I had, like when we had our first, I had my first restaurant, like my son's friends, these little, little kids, you know, they're 12, 13 year olds in the back seat of the car. Like, Hey, Mr. Fry, you need to get a Instagram. I'm like, what's that? You know what I mean? I'm like, really? What's, I, I, what about my space? You know, should I be on my space? You know what I mean? So like, um, and now they're like, Hey, Mr. Fry, can you give me a shout out? You know? So it's oh, can you give me a shout out. Yeah. I love yeah. It. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That is awesome. Well, I would love for you to talk about the 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 Instagram and the personal brand. I mean, so much, a lot of successful people shy away from the internet and you obviously haven't. You have a personal brand. You have a personal website. It's an easy place to find out about all of your restaurants. We're going to yeah. put a link in the show note. Please go and check it out. You can also find the Spotify playlist, which is absolutely awesome. I, I got to listen to some new new songs. I got to, yeah. I felt like I was popping around all of your different restaurants just through the music that you, cur you curated mm -hmm. on that list. So I think that was mm -hmm. very cool. Can you talk about when did you first launch your own personal brand? website and uh when did you start actually realizing you know obviously from that conversation with your son's friend uh mm -hmm. hey you should be on instagram but from the hey you should be on instagram to actually posting and using instagram as a channel those are two big two big differences yeah um i mean as first as like our brand website it's it started off as fordfry.com yep. um and i never wanted to be the you know sometimes i've searched for restaurants that are in restaurant groups and what happens is you you plug in restaurant a or whatever and it kicks you to their 
uh, web base website and there's all these swirly things. The next thing you know, you have like 15 restaurants on this one website. And I never really liked that. I really wanted the, re I really wanted our rest. I wanted each restaurant to be stand on its own. So I fought that for a long time. So I don't know, maybe four, five restaurants in it's like, okay, well, let's there, you know, they're like, well, let's, let's start a website, but let's use it mainly for recruiting. Okay. Yeah. So we built it around, you know, more around recruiting and tried to push people through social media and all that, push people to each individual's restaurants as, because I didn't want to be seen, I still don't want to be seen as a, a restaurant group, you know, um, and I've tried to, you fight that all you want, but it, you just can't win. So, yeah. but eventually, so I still don't know if people go to our actual rocket farm restaurants they may not even know what rocket farm is and that's probably because i kind of fought that for a long time you know it kind of got to be a point where well i guess it's my name the brand okay do i want it to be the brand i don't know you know maybe not you know just in case i do something stupid you know and then <laughs> you know i mean it's like so we've kind of gone away from that and when we it's funny because we switched from boardfry.com to rocketfarmrestaurants.com and then there's all this Oh, Ford got kicked out of his company. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, uh, so it's funny. That's funny. So you, you wrote, I want to create restaurants that strike a timeless emotional chord restaurants that don't pander to trend, but draw generations of families together. Can you expand on that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that started off early on where, um, my main capital was coming from a family member and I didn't want to lose his money. Uh, I wanted, uh, <laughs> I wanted to make sure, and I, you know, I've never been someone to be trendy and I always kind of buck whatever's trendy. I've always liked classic, you know, I've always liked, um, Hey, I want to, I want a restaurant that I can go to once a week, not a restaurant once a quarter. And so that to me spoke, um, a cla classic, you know? So, and now I'm even more in that, you know, I'm just like, I am so tired of powders and I'm so tired of putting flowers on top of things to make something look pretty, but I'm like, I'm more about our microgreens. I'm like, okay, let's, let's don't allow any of that stuff. Let's, let's, let's cook stuff that I want to go eat. So, and that also started with design. Cause I don't want to, I don't want to have to redesign a restaurant after 10 years or so, which we end up having to do some refreshes and stuff like that. Um, but that never really brings your sales up. That's just money that goes out the window. So I wanted it to be classic. So it could just like, I wanted to have one of those restaurants where, where I'm talking about bringing families together. I want like where kids, like their parents bring their kids there, their kids go off to college, their kids come back to town and then they start bringing they start going there and they start dating and they meet their husband and their wife there. And then they have kids and then their kids start going there. And that's, to me, that's just the coolest thing ever. So when there's some restaurants don't, uh, we don't have high chairs. We don't like kids, but Hey, bring your kids. You know what I mean? Because those are the future, yeah. you know? And, and I love that, you know, and what do they, they come at five o'clock anyway, you know, who cares? So to me, that's what it is. Just that's what we do is we set, we create a setting for people to come and have experiences amongst themselves, you know, experience your girlfriend or boyfriend, experience your, your spouse, your parents, your kids. And, and those are the memories. Uh, and when I see, especially when I go to Instagram and I start looking at geotags and I start looking at people's uh, pictures 
and I see some kid, you know, eating whatever rice and beans or eating a, you know, a quesadilla or something like that. I'm like, gosh, it's just like, this is what it's all about for me. Yeah. It's smoke. It's spoken a emotional chord when I read it, because that's why I love the hospitality business as much as I yeah. do. You know, I grew up in my grandfather's restaurant, you know, bussing tables and washing dishes. And I, I hated it. I, I, I was 13 years old. I didn't want to do it. Um, <laughs> the thing that drew me back was watching people take ownership in the restaurant, families that they weren't owners, but that was their seat in the restaurant. That was their yeah. server. That was their, their spot. And now, as you say, you know, we've been in business for 15 years. We've been able to see those generations of families come back and share stories of, oh, I remember when I came when this was a breakfast place. And um, I think design matters. I, I love the fact that you celebrate, I believe it's Smith Haynes Studio. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Can you talk about your relationship with Smith yeah. Haynes and um, what they're, what you guys are able to collaborate with together? Yeah, so Smith so I was just starting the first restaurant and the landlord uh, was a, is a really creative guy. Um, and he suggested, hey, talking to Smith about doing design. Now, Smith, he had done one, one restaurant before, and it was out in this uh, sustainable town called Serenby. Um, and it was more of a decorative uh, design, I would say. Not a full-blown, I don't think. But um, And I'm like, okay. So I met with Smith. And Smith is funny because... He's well-traveled. He's got a really great eye for design. And he told me, he said, Ford, you know, he says, I don't know your, cause no one knew me. He's like, Ford, I don't know if your food will be any good. You know, he got a little bit, a little bit uh, snooty in a certain way. <laughs> and he's like, I don't know if your food will be any good, but it'll, it'll feel uh, good. It'll feel good in the restaurant. I'm like, okay, whatever, dude. Confident so, in his craft. Yeah, I like yeah. it. <laughs> Confident and, and skeptical in you. But it was funny because um, I'm like, okay. And then he liked the food and what he did was he created an environment. I said, I, I'd love an environment that wasn't a restaurant of the month, uh, but wasn't so casual that people are in flip-flops. I wanted it to be a date night spot or just a regular night. I wanted it to be whatever people wanted to make of it, quite honestly. And man, that is just what he delivered. And everyone, I mean, we get emails after emails like, Hey, what is this paint color? What is this? What is this? And it was, he was right because he, his ability to create a if, if you don't if you don't um, cut him off on his budget, okay. So <laughs> when you cut him off, when you cut him off, you're gonna get something that's not complete, you know, and he won't be proud of it, and he'll tell you, you know. But if you don't cut him off or you work with him a little bit, you'll get something that's like it's just a great feel, you know. And I and I. And I think about that, you know, because um, I think when people go to restaurants, like there's a lot of restaurants that are in the bases of, you know, apartment complexes or buildings. And it's hard to, it's hard to create soul. So when you go into some place that already has a little bit of natural soul to it, then you add Smith Haynes into the mix. Um, you've got something that people don't know. They don't, re I don't think they're registering it. I think it's just a feel. And then they just come back. So it's kind of subliminal, if that makes sense. But and then there's some restaurants that people go in and they don't they don't think about it, but they just don't go back because there's no soul. It's kind of cold and something just doesn't feel, you know, you don't you don't think about it. You don't talk about it. It just doesn't it just doesn't jive with someone and they don't go back. So I want people to come back, you know, so he's he's just he's just done that. He's he he like to this day, he says, I will create he says, I know it will feel good. And. 
he hasn't he hasn't missed you know so that's how many, already how, how many restaurants have you guys done together he did like one two first three and uh he's very creative so uh you know cfo types have a hard time working with him <laughs> i i'm i'm in the middle I cfo types have a problem with creatives yeah. i don't believe that yeah, yeah. that's yeah. breaking news <laughs> so i'm like okay well maybe you know we're, we're we're building these restaurants you know i said well let's let's find a a restaurant designer that smith looks up to and let's hire that person and see how it goes well we did that you know a little bit a couple two three four times and it's like okay we'll go back to smith you know what yeah. i mean it's just kind of where we landed so he's done at least i'd say what eight or nine super ricas for us he came in and saved the day on a little ray for us he's doing another little ray for us he did the first three restaurants so he's done 15 16 restaurants for us when so. you when you were talking I, I was reminded i was recently listening to a podcast with brian koppelman and seth godin and they were talking about seth godin was sharing a story about visiting momofuko in the early days david mm. chang's restaurant yeah what he said is the first 18 times that he went to the restaurant he always got the brussels sprouts and he asked them not to add the bacon and they would <laughs> gladly not add the bacon and then he remembers going in and then asking them for the brussels sprouts without the bacon and they said sorry we can't do that anymore and he says as upset as he was at that decision he knew at that time that was when david chang would make it that they would be bigger than just that tiny you know noodle bar restaurant um wow. it takes courage it takes courage yeah. to know what you stand for as a restaurant owner i think one of the biggest things one of the biggest lessons that i learned was just because we can do it doesn't mean we should do it yeah um how how has that played a role in the restaurants that you've created that's a tough one, you know, because the early part of my career was um, early day Ritz Carlton's and they were known for. Yes, yes, every time, yes. you know, um, and. You know, for the most part, we don't. For the most part, we give the guests what they want, I would say it's just kind of in my nature to not be able to say no, um, you know, if it's going to it's it's coming up in one of our new restaurants that we're our first restaurant where we're we've gutted it and now we're doing a whole new thing and uh upstairs the bar is getting turned into this steak free type place where that's basically all it is and we're gonna use currently we're using the spinalis so the the, the cap of the ribeye which is just amazing you know uh and but uh you know or and even downstairs we have a burger that is like we take a literally we take a dry aged ribeye and grind it and it's like really amazing and but when you eat it well done it's really bad you know so <laughs> yes. it, when you get to that point it like like see upstairs if someone wants a well done steak it's like eh, you should have the vegetarian option you know what i mean which will be great you know but you don't want to just yeah. don't do that, you know? And so if it's going to make it bad, uh, which to your point about the bacon, maybe it's, you know, then I don't like the burger. We're going to say, Hey, it's served medium rare, unless yep. you really scream loud or something silly on the menu, you know? I love that. So, um, tell it, tell me more about little Ray. How, how did, yeah. it little Ray was uh, our play on 
the the goal for me was to have uh super ricas amongst the southeast uh florida you know tennessee the carolinas georgia and very often we're getting spaces hey we got a cool space for you for super rica but it's only 3500 square feet so my thought was to help the growth of super rica we could kind of tag along little rays so we have super ricas and then little ray is a basically a chicken all carbone uh quick service model order at the register we got homemade tortillas we got all the salsas homemade we're cooking over wood we've got a smoker we've got a a custom-made uh, wood oven that cooks our chicken. We've got a wood-burning grill. Um, so there's it's loaded with so much equipment, but it's also got margaritas and um, beers and stuff like that. So it's a quick service, but it's also alcohol-related too. So so it's kind of a it was it was meant for hey, well we can though just from economy of scale, we can kind of place these around super ricas, which aren't like super ricas. It's not like fajitas and enchiladas and things like that. Uh, it's more tacos and salads and, and for the most part, bowls, breakfast tacos and Mexican breakfast on the weekends. And so it's got some of the same stuff to it, but it's different enough. It's a different experience. So that's what little Ray is. And little Ray is just off the chart. You know, it's just, busy um are they in every you know, super rica is there a little ray in every super rica no no no, no. i was saying like uh, we only have one little ray now but i'm oh, saying got in, the it. in the towns that super rica goes we would place got little it. ray so so we've got a little ray in houston yep. um working on uh, we've got a few more here in atlanta we're working on so how close in proximity to the super ricas i mean pro i mean within a two three mile i would say distance would be good Really, depending on geography, you know, you know, sometimes people in certain neighborhoods only go to certain neighborhoods. So, so, so it could be close, but not too close, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, on June twenty first, twenty twenty two, you put a post on Instagram. As a dad, I wish I had more time off in the early days of my career to spend with my kids when they were babies. And you <laughs> made a change in your restaurant uh, group. Can you talk about that? God, what was that? That's probably a PR push, wasn't that? Doesn't sound like a PR push. <laughs> no, was that? I don't know. I know is yeah, that, that was for parental. I'm talking about for parental parental time off, parental leave. Oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Well, you know that is a time where we're trying to figure out. That's you know staffing was a big problem. So it's like how do we, how do we get the word out that hey you want to work here? You know we treat our employees like they are assets, not as a tool, you know, they are, um, they are the most valuable asset on our balance, uh, balance sheet. So it's like, you know, understand that we're gonna, you know, parental leave, like, so for, you know, I mean, for the, for the longest time, you know, women could, you know, who got pregnant, they would go off and, hey, yeah, you can take the time off, but you're not paid, you know, yeah. and you can come back. And, uh, really, our director of marketing was like wanting to get pregnant. So she was hounding me saying, hey, we really need to do this. And we don't have a ton of people that, that get pregnant, but it basically speaks to women like, hey, I mean, you didn't choose to to be created so that, you know, you're the one who has to have babies, you know, yeah. but so we can respect that. Let's respect that, because what we're noticing is after the pandemic, 
a lot of females weren't coming back to work and females are just great in the restaurant industry. I mean, I love females in the restaurant industry and to have a lack, you know, fewer of them was just a problem for me. So I think that's what that push was all about. Do you want your kids to be in the hospitality business? <laughs> they don't, I mean, I would be fine <laughs> if they would, but, uh, I've got like a 25 and 23 now. So they're getting, you know, one of them is, is getting into uh, real estate. So that'll be probably commercial real estate. So that'll probably be some of the, um, you'll probably be dealing with restaurants, but, um, but as a kid, you know, but as far as like getting into like cooking and all that, I'm like, no, I don't think so. You know, because I remember early, early on, uh, this is funny that, that I was in, I was in uh, college and living in a, the fraternity house and not making good grades, not going to class. And my dad was like, Hey, I know you like to cook. He's trying to, he's trying to help me out here. He's like, I know you like to cook. There's a, there's a, there's an article out in the wall street journal about fast track careers. And it was talking wow. about fast. Track. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Real fast about, dad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was talking about culinary school. Uh -huh. So I'm like, Oh, okay. You know, and like fast track, I mean, my ass. I mean, yeah, that was just was low like, and slow. <laughs> exactly. And um, so uh, it was, it was, I mean, it is, I'm glad I'm where I am now. Sorry, but um, it, it was a lot of hours. I mean, it's a lot of hours, a lot, but it, it taught me how to work hard. I mean, I would, I mean, I would, I would, I would highly advise anyone to work in the restaurant industry just for a little bit, you know, just to understand pace of work and productivity, because that'll help you in whatever else you're doing. But I, you know, probably wouldn't suggest it for my kids for, um, for their family life, I'd say, you know. So every, uh, every single week on Wednesday and Friday on the social audio app Clubhouse, we have uh, an incredible group of hospitality leaders. If you're listening to this podcast, we want you to join us on the app. Uh, it's Wednesday and Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific time, um, whether you're in the restaurant business, sales business, marketing, if you're a content creator, uh, we've got some incredible people that join us every week. And uh, we always give a shout out. So this week's shout out goes to Howard Solomon of Solomon Leaders 2.0. Howard's uh, actually part of our Cali Barbecue Media team. He helps me with growth here um, in San Diego, and he's been showing up in the room. So Howard, thank you for showing up. But I wanted to give you, Ford, an opportunity to call out somebody on Entrepreneur. I know you've got an incredible team and everybody's valuable, but I need one person, one person on the team that gets a special shout out for, uh, for right now uh, on Entrepreneur. Um, is it on my team, you're saying? On your team, absolutely. Oh, Kimber Kimberly Van Leuven. Um, this girl is our executive vice president. We've, we're 24 restaurants in and she has opened 23 of them wow. and she still works like a champ. So um, hopefully we pay her well. So if anyone wants to try to poach her away from listening no. to this, sorry, but she is amazing. She's, um, she's someone you want to give equity to. She's someone that you want to treat as an owner and you want to reward. So, Hey, shout out to Kimberly. That's awesome. Kimberly. And any kind of, uh, words of wisdom for anybody that's looking to get open up their first restaurant. Do I mean, it's, it's highly rewarding. Um, under, I would say my, my biggest thing that I say that's worked for me is empowerment. Um, that, 
you're only as good as your people. So if you want to open something, you know, make sure you're not a slave to the business, but you are able to make big enough so that you could manage your business from above and you can, and you can grow as opposed to time to make the donuts, if that makes sense. So make sure your business, this is what I was told is make sure your business is big enough that it doesn't rely upon you. Now, Okay, you know, maybe first year or two or whatever, that's fine, but learn it. But for the most part, try to be big enough so it doesn't have to rely upon you to keep it going, if that makes sense. That's awesome. Yeah, if you guys want to connect with me, it's at Sean P. Walchef, S-H-A-W-N-P-W-A-L-C-H-E-F. No matter where you are on earth, we want to hear your restaurant story. We want to hear what you're building. Uh, please interact with me. Please follow Ford Fry and all of his restaurant concepts. They have hundreds of thousands of followers across all of their social channels. We'll put links into the bio um, so you can go check out restaurants in Atlanta, Houston, Nashville, and Charlotte. Any other new cities that we should know about? Oh, we've got Winter Park, Florida, and okay. Raleigh, Raleigh Triangle area coming up right. too. There we go. Well, uh, Chef Ford Fry. Thank you for uh, for your time. Thank you for your wisdom. We're grateful. And uh, anybody that's listening to this, we, we truly appreciate it. Thank you to Toast, our title sponsor, for giving us the opportunity to have conversations like this. Um, we hope you have an incredible day and we will catch you guys next week. And a special thank you to our title sponsor, Toast. Toast is the primary technology partner that we use at our restaurant, Cali Barbecue. It is also the primary technology partner that so many of the guests have shared with us on this show. People like Sam, the cooking guy, Stacy Poonkinney, Jeff Alexander. So many times the guests tell us that they're using Toast when we didn't even know that going into the interview. That is why we are so grateful that they sponsor this show. We want you to win. You that listen to this show, we want you to improve your digital hospitality. Toast is built for restaurants and it's built for you. Toast is the restaurant first platform that's built for your needs, whatever your size, concept or ambitions. Improve your bottom line with a customizable platform that's easy to learn, use and grow with. And it meets you where you are with all the right tools for your price point. If you have any questions about Toast, please DM me at Sean P. Walchef, S-H-A-W-N-P-W-A-L-C-H-E-F. I will get you the link to the right Toast contact in your market. It's so important that if you listen to this show, that you win. We want you to be on this show eventually. Let us know that you heard the show, you heard about Toast, you implemented Toast, you did a Toast unboxing in your restaurant. Talk to us about how you've impacted your village, your city, your community. Share your Toast story with us. DM me today to learn more and be sure to check out Toast.